from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural edition of the Burnham Up podcast, presented by McDonald's. My name is Philip Tang. I am the coordinator for athletic communications here at Lee University. My co-host. As always, will be Carmen Lastoria, the Assistant Athletic Director of Marketing and Communications. Carmen, a brand new adventure we're going to try going down this podcasting route. Hey, here we are, Tang. It's the wave of the future. Uh, we're excited. It's another season of Lee Athletics, and I'm really excited. First of all, welcome Thank you. to Mr. Thank you. Philip Tang, who finally came to his senses after <laughs> right. nine years down at Delta State. No, they were, they were good to him, but, but he is now aflame. We're excited to have you on board, my man. And, yeah, looking forward to each and every week in this podcast. We're going to be talking with student athletes, coaches. Uh, this, of course, will be our, our introductory inaugural episode. And then uh, we'll have student athletes, former student athletes on the show as well. And so we think it's just going to be a great time to have some fun. And uh, hopefully we'll get some people to check it out and uh, enjoy what we have to say. No, really, any format to any of these. Some weeks it might go 10 minutes. Some right. might go 30 minutes. just depends on who we have as a guest each week. And I think it just the format will flow a little bit different every each and every week. Be- beauty of a podcast, right? Yes, and exactly. so we are kind of, you know, we're, you know, we're going to test the water, see what works best. And uh, yeah, some weeks will go longer. Some will be a little bit shorter. But uh, like I said, I think there's a lot of exciting things to talk about. And of course, this week, we're kind of laying the groundwork and just going to get set as we get ready to kick off the season. So Really excited uh, about this year, Philip. obviously coming off of last year. I mean, the greatest. Listen, I, I'm going to say it. I've been saying it. I think it's probably true. No offense to, to any of our other great athletes and teams over the years here at Lee Athletics. But overall, right, I think it was the most successful year that we've ever had. You had the men's golf, of course, national championship, was, which was an exclamation point. I had a chance to be with the men's golf team, of course, up there in Dearborn, Michigan, when they won the first team NCAA national championship in Lee University history. That was incredible, which, by the way, Tang, we just came earlier today. Did you know, folks, that today, August 22nd, not only happens to be the launch of the Burn em Up podcast, but it also is officially here in Cleveland, Lee University Men's Golf Day. Right? They had the proclamation and recognition at City Council. Mayor Kevin Brooks, you'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be sending out a press release and, and some pictures about that uh, over the course of this week. But it was a great honor for our men's golf team. So it is officially Lee Men's Golf Day here in Cleveland, August 22nd, 2022, uh, celebrating their national championship. But then on top of that, the all-sports trophy for the second consecutive year, we won the men's trophy, the women's trophy, and the all-sports trophy. And I think that's... Outside the national championship, that's the biggest thing to accomplish because it's so hard in the Gulf South to win both the men and then the women and the all-around because there's so many good teams in so many different sports in the Gulf South Conference. Yeah. Not one team has dominated or one school's dominated except you guys did last year. Yes, and include yourself in there now. Okay, I can now, now say this yeah, year. You can now <laughs> include yourself in there. But, yeah, so it, it, it is, uh, it's tough to do. For the second straight year, we've been able to do it, the clean sweep, if you will, of winning all three of those very prestigious trophies. On top of that, we had the Male Athlete of the Year in Beck Burnett, men's golfer, All-American, All-Academic. Celine Ritter won the Female Commissioner's Trophy Award for the top female athlete. So it was literally a clean sweep at the GSC Awards Banquet and a really proud of all of our student athletes, coaches, support staff, making it possible uh, to celebrate, like I said, the greatest year in Lee Athletics history. But 
dang, that was last year, right. and now we move our attention to this year. The question is, how can we top that this year? It's going to be tough, but I think we can do it. It is going to be tough, but you know, there, there are a lot of talented student-athletes coming back. Uh, obviously, we've maintained good continuity within our coaching staff, and so uh, you know, I think the table is set to have another very successful year. Uh, but you know, every year is different. You know, coaches will tell you that uh, at, at any level, right? Whether it's high school, college, D1, D2, professional, right? Every le- every year is different. Even if you're bringing the you know similar group of student athletes back, every year has a different feel. Every year has its different challenges, and so. Uh, but, I, but I do think the table is set for all of our programs to, to continue to move forward. You talk about, you know, students coming back, athletes coming back. This is one of the, another one of the years where certain groups of student-athletes get that extra year of COVID back. Right. And I think some of the teams are definitely going to benefit from having these guys and gals for one more year. Yeah, and, and, you know, let's look at women's soccer. Let's start there, Tang, because they'll open up, officially be the first team to open up at home on Thursday. And you look at – you look at their roster with uh, players like Lauren Weimer and Mallory Hayden, Kate Dirk, Katie Dirksey's. You know the, these are these are girls that have been in the program. Avery Ingles, right? They've been in the program four or five years now, and so obviously familiarity with Coach Hennessy, Coach Buzil, and their uh, continuity in the coaching staff. So th- they are familiar with playing at a high level. Um, you know these girls have been a part of. You know, they've been a part of uh, – some of them, if they're in their fifth year, they were a part of the 2018 team that made it right. all the way to the Final Four in Pittsburgh. And so they know what it's like to win South Region Championships. They know what it's like to compete in the NCAA tournament, to win GSC Championships. And so, yeah, that experience is so crucial uh, as you go into a season to have those type of players on your team. One thing we should note, we are starting the year – a little earlier than normal. Normally, we start that first weekend in September. This yep. year, we're starting a year earlier because it's a festival year. And what's a festival year? Every four years, either the fall and in the spring, they take a bunch of the sports and all put them in one city for a national championship. This year, it's in Seattle, Washington. So hopefully, we're talking volleyball, women's soccer, men's soccer, and both cross countries are going to be in Washington that first week in December. <laughs> How crazy would that be that, for both of us? That would be crazy. You know, in 2018, it was also a festival year, and that was in Pittsburgh, and we had men's and women's cross country and women's soccer that all made it to the final side. Obviously, that's extremely difficult to do, but uh, I, I do think a couple of those teams hopefully will be there. And so, yeah, the festival year is just kind of an added piece to the puzzle. But, yeah, here we are. We're already uh, set to kick it off on August 25th. The Lady Flames will take on Ohio Dominican University. Uh, Ohio Dominican was 7-8-3 and three last year and uh, lost in the quarterfinals of the GMAC tournament. So they will come down from the Buckeye State. 7 o'clock kick at the RCC, the Raycon Sports Complex. And Tang, it wouldn't be opening night without some sort of special promotion, correct? Correct. Definitely so. If you're a Gateway student, as a first-year student here at Lee, you get free popcorn. Everyone else is getting, what, free ice cream, I believe? Free ice cream, courtesy of our friends at Mayfield. Mayfield Dairy Farms, the official ice cream provider of Lee Athletics. So it's going to be hot, right? Yes. We know it's it's August in Cleveland, Tennessee. It's going to be hot. So come on out to the Raycon Sports Complex, 7 o'clock kick for the Lady Flames opener. Remember, the Lady Flames did not lose last year. It went 19-0-1. And so uh, they're bringing a lot of pieces back. Should be in another exciting year. Uh, and so come on out. Free Mayfield ice cream for fans while supplies last. That's for all fans, okay? And then also a special giveaway for our freshmen, as you mentioned, our Gateway students. So first-year students, new transfers to Lee University, they will get a free popcorn, free bottled water as well. So uh, some nice giveaways to kick off 
the evening. Hopefully by 7 o'clock, maybe it'll start to cool down a little bit as the sun sets. Hopefully the rain stays away and it'll be a pleasant night for soccer as the Lady Flames open it up against Ohio Dominican. It's a whole weekend full of women's soccer because Carson Newman's coming. They will take on Cedarville earlier in the day. So even if you're not a fan of either one of those two, but you're here in Cleveland, Tennessee, and want to watch some good women's soccer, come watch Carson Newman take on Cedarville and then stay for our game against Ohio Dominican. And then the teams all swap up and they'll play on Saturday as well. That's right. The Lady Flames and on Saturday will take on Cedarville. It should be a pretty good matchup there. You know, Cedarville yes. last year was 12-6-2. and two. They actually lost in the opening round of the NCAA tournament to the eventual national champion, which was Grand Valley State. So that should be a very entertaining matchup. Listen, good test for Coach Chris Hennessy out of the gate. Um, you know, certainly he's excited about his team. Defender Kate Dirksy and midfielder Mallory Hayden were both named to the preseason All-GSC team. So, hey, ready to get it rolling. Um, obviously a bit of a bad taste in our mouth the way last year ended in the tough loss in PKs to yes. Florida Tech. Listen, can I get on a – can I rant a little Go bit here, it. Tang, Go ahead. on our podcast? I, as much as I love penalty kicks, and I was on the call for the, for right. the uh, second round of the NCAA tournament when we lost in PKs, and, and it was exciting. I mean, we, um, you know, you, you had uh, you had a couple of big saves there um, by our by our keeper, you know, all American goalkeeper there, and so we'll certainly miss her. You know, and what she brought to the table, of course, she was, you know, so talented. You know, Burns was just incredible. In fact, she played, uh, Jackie played for the women's UEFA Euros this past summer for Northern Ireland. So we're very proud of Jackie. But she had a couple of big saves. Listen, penalty kicks are extremely exciting. But, man, they're just no way to lose or to win, honestly. To lose, you know, when you're a team that we were 19-0 and going into that game, right? And I know that's soccer, and that's the way it's set up, and you eventually have to have a winner, and I get it. And, you know, there have been, there've been postseason games where we've won on PKs, right? That's the nature of soccer. But, man, that just leaves a bad taste yes. in your mouth. And the reality is, I mean, we, you know, listen, that's soccer. Sometimes you connect and sometimes you don't. But we had so many chances to convert, to find the go-ahead goal there in the second half of that game. It just came up short. And then, you know, it goes to overtime, and then eventually PKs. Anything can happen. But I'm right. just, you know, I know it's the way it has to be. You can't play forever, right? Eventually you have to have some sort of closure to the game in postseason play. But that was uh, – I know the ladies are anxious to get back on the field, kind of get that bad taste out of their mouth. Speaking of that, we should mention also some rule changes – Yes. I'm a big fan of mm -hmm. as we enter soccer this season, both on the men's and women's side. Well, I think the biggest rule change is in the Gulf South Conference, no overtime during the regular season. Right. For me, at least, that's big. That way, A, for us, it makes us get home a little earlier, let's be honest. Right. When, the, when women or men's soccer go to double overtime, it makes it a longer night. But you're also not wearing out players for the second game of that weekend series. Right. And that's across the board, too. So that will, that will take place for any NCAA Division II game. Right, and mm -hmm. so this Thursday, uh, if there happens to be a tie, it'll just send in a tie after 90 minutes. So, I mean, you could see more ties, right? Certainly yes. you could see more ties um, in the regular season. But you said from a player safety issue, from just a standpoint of, you know, keeping players fresh, having better quality matchups on the back end of those weekend doubleheaders when you play a Friday-Sunday, you're able to recover a little quicker without having to play that additional, you know, 20 minutes or whatever in overtime. So, yeah, exciting rule change there. I'm a big fan of that, and so that'll uh, 
that'll keep us keep us moving along during the regular season of games. But yeah, I'm excited for the women's soccer team. I know the Lady Flames are ready to get it rolling. So seven o'clock on Thursday at the RCC, and then come back 1:30 uh, in the afternoon on Saturday. The Lady Flames will open up this weekend. And then we switch over to the men's side. They actually open up the weekend on the road, but not that far down in Dahlonega. Taking on the University of North Georgia, the Nighthawks. And I know the Flames are have a little bitter taste in their mouths as well from last year. Lost in the Gulf South Conference championship game and did not get that NCAA bid that they were looking for to continue their postseason and ended up the year right instead of going on to the NCAA tournament right in the Gulf South Conference. Yeah, you know, it was uh, – Listen, it was a lot of lot of GSC teams there at the top kind of all jumbled together. I think we're going to see it again this year, right? Very evenly matched. There's not much separation, first four or five teams in the conference, and I think we'll see that again this year. And so when you get into regional play, sometimes it kind of gets, you know, you get a couple of teams that are left out. Um, AUM, I believe, made it all the way to the Elite Eight uh, last year, and so they had a great run from the GSC. But, uh, yeah, lost to West Florida in the GSC Championship um, in a tough game, but I know Coach Potiger feels pretty good about the guys that he's got coming back. 13-5-1 is a great year, right? 7-3-1 yes. in conference is a great year. And, and I'll tell you, maybe in some years, good enough to get into the South region, but it's such a difficult region because you're dealing with the Sunshine State as well. Um, you know, and the, uh, you know, Southeast region teams are, are very talented as well. And so it's it's tough to get in. Um and, and so the Flames are obviously looking to get back into the NCAA tournament, obviously looking to get back to the GSC championship and, and try and win their second GSC championship in program history. And, uh, you know, they come in picked number they were third, they were season third. three, mm-hmm. kind of right there, right? West Florida AUM and, and Lee kind of all right there. Um in the preseason rankings. And, then, hey, last year we lost 4-2 to two to North Georgia. So we've got some revenge on yes. our minds. You know, yes. North Georgia uh, didn't have a, a great year last year, but uh, that was a game where we were still trying to kind of settle in defensively and find our identity. And so an opportunity to get back uh, on a little better footing this year for the men's team to open up in Delonica. And then, of course, Sunday they'll play here. So Sunday right. they'll open up. So they don't have to wait long to open up at home. They'll play here at 3 o'clock on Sunday against Emmanuel College. And so uh, – you mentioned it, Tang. You talked about the fifth year, the fifth year uh, players that we've been able to uh, to get. Now you've got Sagi Rada, great defender, is back. Sam Keener back in goal. Um, so Sam is uh, is a grad student, played his freshman year at Butler, and then the last several years uh, in goal. So when you have that stability in the back end, that certainly mm-hmm. helps. Um, and boy, the Flames were really good defensively. They looked good the other day at the scrimmage. I went to see them play yeah. the back four. They had one little mistake. But other than that, they looked great in the back line. Oh, let me say this. Fabian Navarro looked in top form already. Uh, he's exciting, right? Fre- yes. A freshman of the year uh, player. I mean, he's just – he's explosive with the ball at his feet, can make things happen. And then you got that big back line with uh, Mige Boom um, as well as Bischoff, who's an all-conference player. And then, of course, the captain, grad grad student, Emele uh, uh, Michaela. Uh, you know, M.A. is just a talented player and uh, just from down the road. Played his uh, high school ball at Baylor School there in Chattanooga. Is from Finland originally. And so all those guys coming back, you mentioned it. Fabian's a guy that can score up front, uh, along with Mattia. Uh, Balzano, of course, is a guy that gets out there on the wing. They like to get him the ball down that right side uh, and let him make things happen. So, yeah, it's a, it's a veteran team. It's a talented team. And uh, I'm excited to watch this men's soccer team play. And we know Coach Potiger likes to – 
be aggressive. He likes to try and score early and often. Uh, and so I think that, along with the mix of the veteran defensive pieces they have bringing back, it could be an exciting year. Yeah, they take on North George, as mentioned, that was you know just below 500 last year. Then they take on Emmanuel College here at home, who struggled last year at 3-10. and 10. So sometimes taking on easier teams helps you find a little rhythm early on in figuring out what you want and what works and what doesn't work. But then sometimes taking on an easier team, you almost overlook them early on. So you got to be careful about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, if Coach Pottinger's listening, he's probably cringing at what you just said yeah. because coaches do that, right? There are no easy wins out there. No. you got to earn everything. Um, but to your point, I think if the Flames play well, uh, play up to their potential and, and put things together, hopefully they can come out with a couple of non-conference victories here on this opening weekend. Final sport that starts this week is not at home. They're making the way up to Queens University, which is now a Division One school. They're still hosting a tournament for us up in Charlotte. And that's the volleyball team, Coach Callie in her second year. And uh, Carmen, her first four games are brutal in terms of who she's playing. Well, it's not easy, Tang. I mean, brutal <laughs> is an understatement, right? So we're going to find out a lot about this young Lady Flames volleyball team uh, right out of the gate. How do you like this? Okay, you've got... Uh, North Greenville, to start things off, they were 21-9 last season, lost in the Conference of Carolinas championship match. The second team they face is Wingate. They were 24-5 last year and lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Third team they face is West, West Virginia Wesleyan. They were 4-22 last year. Better get that one because yes. then they turn around and play the defending national champion, Tampa, <laughs> who went 34-2 and two last year. So three of those four matches are against really good opponents out of the gate. So uh, don't be discouraged, Lady Flames volleyball fans. If you look and the weekend maybe only goes one and three or something in that range, uh, it's a tough start. We'll find out a lot about where they're at as a team, and it'll be a good learning opportunity for them to build off of. And, of course, next week, and we'll talk about this next week, uh, hopefully get Callie and a, and a player on the show on the podcast next week. But they'll have their home opener, which is the Lee Invitational. So plenty of volleyball action coming to Walk Arena next weekend. But, yeah, this weekend, not too easy of a start to <laughs> those, the season. Three of those teams went 79 and 16. Woo! Sorry, yeah, 16 last year. That's a, that's a pretty good record between those three teams. So It, it is, right. You, it uh, is. You'll, like you said, you'll find out exactly where your team is at and – you want to be competitive in those games. If you don't win them, you want to you know, show some promise. And she's got a lot of talent coming back and a lot of fresh faces coming in as well. Yeah, we saw them in their scrimmage, right? They had the, uh, the what is it, the Navy and White scrimmage yeah, so they, they had last it. year, or last week, rather. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, a lot of the returners look good. I mean, I think we saw some, some good things out of Abby Stroh, who, you know, uh, Abby, like so many players last year, right, they were unfortunately got – got hit with the COVID bug at the beginning of last season, and so it took them a while to get their legs under them, and it took Callie a while trying to get her full team together as a first-year head coach. So there was a lot working against the, the Lady Flames volleyball team that was really out of their control last year. And so I know I know Coach Cal feels a whole lot better about the way this preseason has gone for her team. Abby Stroh looked really good. Hannah Upton, Macy Petty in the middle there, Allie Whittinghill. So they've got some veteran players, Scotty Cook, uh, coming back. And then, boy, some of their – I know you were really impressed with a couple of their newcomers as well uh, at the scrimmage. Yeah, three freshmen really. Coach Kelly was talking with me a little bit about – they were a little wide-eyed that first day, seeing how fast those balls were coming at them on, on some of the kills. But she said number two, Sophia Lippert, number nine, Sienna Rowling, and number uh, 14, Grace Mazoka, definitely showed some promise. She said maybe not this year, but 
next year and the years down the road, yeah. they could have a pretty solid front three. Yeah, so something to build on, right? And so still a young team, still a work in progress, obviously, under second-year coach uh, Callie uh, Tabez now, yes. uh, who was married in the offseason. And is expe- they're expecting a child this spring as well. So congratulations to Trevor and Callie uh, on, on that front. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think, an exciting young team. I think you're going to see improvement. I do think they're going to be uh, a whole lot better than they were last year with a second year under their belt uh, under Coach Cal. And so uh, I'm excited to get it rolling. And uh, like we said, they'll be challenged this weekend for sure uh, and then we'll see him at home next weekend but you like that you like to be tested non-conference because certainly you're going to come into the Gulf South Conference play you're going to play a team like West Florida I believe they're number three preseason uh, top 30, 25 yes. uh, they're in the top five uh, Alabama Huntsville is usually very good uh, you know you You've got some teams in your conference that you know you're going to have to show up and play and play well against West Georgia uh, so you Getting tested non-conference is is probably a good thing for a young team. Uh, definitely so, definitely so. So three teams open up this week. Two are at home. Volleyball over Labor Day weekend will be at home, so plenty of opportunities to see that. There's, I think, six games on Friday and Saturday at Walker Arena. So if you like volleyball, next week is your week. Yeah, well, and, and how about this, just in general, right? So next week, and we'll talk about this next week on the podcast, Burn em Up podcast presented by McDonald's. But next week, we've got women's soccer at home on Thursday. You've got the Invitational Friday and Saturday. And you've got men's soccer at home Saturday night. So it is just going to be a loaded weekend of great Lee Athletics action at home. And then uh, we're still a couple of weeks away uh, from cross country and men's and women's golf opening up. But we'll keep you up to date on them as well. Hey, each and every week, like we said, Philip, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have coaches, athletes. Uh, former athletes on. It's just going to be a lot of fun doing this podcast, and uh, we're excited about it, excited to get this season rolling. Episode one is in the books. Come join us at the RCC this weekend, and the next weekend, Walk Arena and the RCC as well. A lot of action coming up. Stay tuned to leeuflames.com and all of our social media for any unforeseen weather changes. Stay tuned to those, and we'll keep you up to date. That's going to do it for this first episode. We'll catch you next week right here on the Burn Up Podcast.